Meanwhile, at the What's On Joe Mine Saloon... I'm Beachhead. I'm a rough and tough ranger from Alabama, and I don't take no guff. And my crotch just <laughs> broke off. everybody welcome to what's on joe mine number 122 we are a fan cast about the world of gi joe and tonight we're gonna go a little bit out of format first off it is our ninth anniversary you should be listening to this on well we're posting this on april 25th that is nine years to the day from when the first episode was posted back in 2011 <sighs> And secondly, I believe it's Arbor Day. No applause for Arbor Day. Okay. All right. All right. Noted, Joe Colton. Thank you. You still got to work on a Saturday when it's Arbor Day. I'm working every Saturday. Do we get free money? I don't think so. So we're not celebrating it. All right. I mean, it's not really the point of Arbor Day. It's a different kind of green. But sure. Yeah. No. It's like my birthday, not not a real holiday. It's got a Charlie Brown special, though. Who cares about Charlie Brown? Right, you blockhead. Uh. <laughs> Move the football, Joe. As always, happy Arbor Day from What's On Joe Mine. <laughs> and uh, feel free to enjoy our ninth anniversary, Fandango. No charge. Absolutely free. Discounted and not, from our other episode. Not to split hairs, but I think it's actually Fon Don Gold. Oh. He was the, awful. I'm doing the thing right now. Segway, the only thing he ever did that I loved, Jericho beat the death out of him and laying like a crumpled mass, like Beetle Bailey post stomping. He, he did the finger thing, forgive me the mic. And they handed his broken body the mic, and he corrected how Jericho had yelled at him on the way out. I think Jericho was like, Fandango, get out here, and and you're going to get a beating. And he did, got the beating, and then the corpse asked for the mic to correct how his name was pronounced. That's the high watermark for Bog, Dong, Go. Look, the Fashion Files was a quality bit. I'll give him that, too. He gets less interesting the more you see him in the ring. Not that he's bad, but he's just kind of there in today's era of work-rate monsters. But outside of the ring, he's aces, and that's probably tougher to do. Yeah, I get that. Anyways, you've already heard my co-hosts with us this evening, the lovely and talented Mark Weber. Well, I thought that was going a different direction, but I'll take it. Ah. One of of those things is true. You can figure it out. Still got that one. We used to we used to throw that one out there with Carson all the time, and he made him laugh every time. The first couple times I went to say something, I was like, "Oh, some bitch!" Right? Not talking about me. (laughs) Look at me. I'm the bell of the ball. 
prettiest girl in the room. <laughs> and as the, as the Scottish philosopher Sheena Easton once said, nations go to war over women like her. Joe Colton. Hello. <laughs> Radio magic. How you guys been this week? Stuck in a house. Mm. Right? Been wrangling my kids. Get back here. Put that down. I kind of wish I was stuck in the house. I actually had to leave to go get medication. Ooh. And that was a trip because I had to go to Virginia. Ooh. Yeah. That's an ooh, even when normal circumstances. Well, I don't mind. It's just during a pandemic. So they've passed a thing where if they catch you dilly-dallying or making stops and you're not from that state, you can get a ticket up to $5,000. Holy crap. Yeah. I, yeah. Can, can you fight that in court? If you could say you weren't really dilly-dallying, you were just lollygagging or something? <laughs> I don't know, but a friend of a friend got it. She went to go to the supermarket in Virginia, and she made a stop at the CVS, and as she pulled out, a cop pulled her over, and I guess she didn't answer all the questions or she was just kind of being a smart ass or something, but he gave her a ticket for five grand. And I was like, dude, I'm Ow. totally going just to the pharmacy and back. And I had my text message from the pharmacy already in case I got pulled over. Yeah. That's serious stuff. You yeah. need, you need to have Wes take a picture of you with the text message. And yeah. then send that to your phone just to have the backup, just to have the redundancy in place. I didn't think of that. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Keep that in mind right if, there. If they pull you over, use one of these. These are my two go-tos. The first one is, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Always a hit with the boys in blue. Yes. Uh huh. And then the second one, when you've decided it's go time, is, what, you think you're better than me? It <laughs> Police harassment. It always leads somewhere positive. Right. Positively in handcuffs. <laughs> I'm the host of a poorly circulated toy podcast. <laughs> and I love the cop thing where they have to make sure that the suspect's head goes down so they don't bang it getting into the squad. I can just see the cop putting Joe in the back and Joe going, I plugged the damn show. I plugged the show. <laughs> Headbutting the window. I plugged the shop. <laughs> Five grand is no joke, though. No. 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 <laughs> I know that. I know that's just walking around money for Mike. But yeah, right. I got that uh, that fat residual cash coming in. Still bringing it in on special edition thirty. That's what I like. Yeah. Anyhow. What is Special Edition 30? I don't even remember. So anyways, we have special announcements at the end of the show, so we're actually cutting some of the other popular segments out. But there's too much news. We absolutely cannot get around the news. So if you're here to hear creepy fanboy messages straight from Losertown, there will be no correspondence with Losertown this time. Aww. But it's not because Joe's... John, John, John. <laughs> it's not that Joe's popularity is waning. 
Just think of the mound of filth she'll get to go through for the next edition. So yeah. I think for one of the women ladies' night, we need to do a best of the best of creepy fanboy messages for the year. Look, that's fine. You bring me your proposal. Okay. You you know All you right. have absolute freedom to throw anything at me whenever you want. Okay. And the worst I'm going to say to you is maybe not right now. Like that's the worst answer you'll get. Okay. Okay. That is provided you can get a Wi-Fi signal from the cot in that guy's basement. <laughs> Man, I'd love to have like a tour, like a group of us just go to see see that basement. I don't think there's a group big enough that could guarantee your safety. I think that's a bad idea. Well, that's true. If I go in a pack and I'm in the middle, then he can't get to me. I don't think there's a group big enough that could guarantee your safety. I think that's a bad idea. Okay. All right. That is the most comforting voice I can give you that message in. I'll be on a video while you all take a tour of it. I I will not be taking a tour of the cot area. <laughs> I will be held hostage and forced to divulge your location. That is not. Yeah, happening. I don't. I, I don't think he's been saving that cot for your appearance, right? So, mm. I'm gonna take a hard pass on that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Right. I I look. The morbid curiosity might be killing you. It ain't killing me. Accent on morbid. Mm, <laughs> accent on killing. <laughs> and for the customizing element, we are also taking a pass this time on our hot new segment, Lazy Bastard Corner with the honcho Mark Weber. Aww. That's good because I'm all out of paint, right? I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, I, need some, I really need some time to craft these. That's right. But I do have some stuff brewing, so uh, chew on that. Yes. And then wait wait for the glorious return. In defense of any snarky comments you may get on that topic, you have the next segment ready to go. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're cutting for time today. Yeah. They look better if I don't paint them. That's right. That's right. And I mean, we saw what happened the last time you tried to add a mustache. Yeah, not good. No, no, not good at all. Not good at all. Some cultures consider what happened racist. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out, but that's a good joke. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Look, there's only two things I can't stand. People who are intolerant of other cultures. And the and Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> that's fine. We'll edit it all out. That is the best line in that movie, and it's not even close. <laughs> oh, Austin Powers. Two movies was enough, but, man, that third one yep. was worth it just for that line. Also very toy, like a tiger. Smoking a pancake. All right, we're going to go off on a tangent because I'm tired. Okay. So now that we've dispersed with our standard opening segments, that brings us to the news. First news item. G.I. Joe Classified Snake Eyes is out there. 
early pre-orderers of the Hasbro Pulse exclusive Snake Eyes have received their orders. We've already reviewed images, and you can find more updated figure reviews from any number of sources. Mark Weber, you get your Snake Eyes? I got two. Oh, well. Whoa. One to open, one to keep in box. Nice. Actually, uh, there was a, a snafu when I was ordering, and I wasn't sure I got one. So I dove in, and I got two and paid for shipping on both. So go me. Yeah, got my fig. I'm sure the folks at Hasbro Pulse thank you for your contribution. Well, they should. <laughs> I, I used to write everything on the Hasbro Pulse, so they can call me daddy if they want. Joe Colton, you get your snake eyes? Not yet. No, me either. I'm in the loser class of people that didn't order early enough. Early enough, yes. I got two. You guys could fight for the spare. Why, why would we do that? Just, I want to see Joe end up in the kitchen. <laughs> ah, pre-show reference. Yeah, that sounds am sounds amazingly sexist if we weren't here for the story, actually. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> Keep going. I, wa leave I want to hear where this ends. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave it in. Leave it in. Oh, my God. So you I can love it. You can address those emails to the honcho at whatsonjoemind.com. That's right, at alt.black.com slash helicopters. <laughs> That's the honcho, all one word, at whatsonjoemind.com. Mr. I got two figures. Any thoughts? I have one. <laughs> Damn it. God. You know when Gary Payton would just throw the ball up and it would hang forever and you just knew Sean Kemp was coming? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about sending the back because I think mine are defective. You they got big old cracks right through the belly and chest area. You may call me the happened. glove. Boxes look sealed. Yeah, it's a big old nasty, brutal chest cut on both of them. They must have been mishandled uh, in shipping. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to mine. Oh, you know what? They probably saw it. They're like, oh, this is going to win. Crack, crack. Um... No, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, we had such good photography of it. What you're getting is what you expect. The one part that's really different uh, in person is taking a look at the legs. I mean, they are a notably different color than the torso. And it's, you know, I think that's clearly by design. But now that we're getting some images of the one that's coming to retail, a lot of the prevailing opinion online is accessories aside, because this comes with so many accessories, you can't even believe it. Mm -hmm. But the retail one seems to be more pure snake eyes, right? It's the all black, where this one has the kind of off grayish brown pants. I get it, and I'm not saying I would have done it differently if I was putting it all together. You pretty much have to start with whatever he's going to look like in the movie is sacred to movie product. So you got to move away from that. And then it looks like they were trying to fill, we assume, three holes. The Pulse exclusive, the retail figure, and then likely a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And, my, you know, our overall speculation, and purely that, was that Timber was going to come for the San Diego figure. And it would have been some kind of change from the basic figure, maybe a different head, who knows, or maybe Timber was a big enough change. Mm. Then there's the, the retail version which is basically the all-black version of the Pulse figure with different, weaker weapons, most people believe. 
And then there's the Pulse Exclusive, which has an unbelievable amount of weapons and the off-color pants. But the way it's coming out now, it's that the Pulse Exclusive is less popular figure version. Certainly it has more stuff. Uh, but now the, with San Diego Comic-Con canceled, this perspective set with Timber, which is pure speculation, but makes sense given how much wolf iconography was used in the packaging for the Pulse exclusive. So now you've got you know the Pulse exclusive as a figure not looking as good as the retail exclusive with no San Diego Comic-Con item coming, uh, at least out at San Diego Comic-Con, because that's not happening. And the big question, which I haven't seen articulated very much, is if this is what is not movie, because I guarantee you the retail version has to be different enough from what's coming in the movie, then what Snake Eyes actually going to look like in the film? I think that's the, the really big question that's not just unanswered, but kind of unasked at this point. My money's on Henry Golding. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, which makes sense, given Larry's backstory. Easy Answer Theater presents Ugh. me. You think it's an unmasked Snake Eyes? I think it'll be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or a double head, maybe, yeah. I guess. I, they're probably a, a head, but yeah, there'll be, there'll be an unmasked Snake Eyes. It wouldn't shock me to see him unmasked for the entire damn movie and then have the payoff or the Easter egg scene be the mask comes on. Yeah. It's an origin story. I'm okay with that. Mm. It, it's setting up what comes later. I have more of a problem with it if it continues to be the norm. Yeah, I can see that. But it is it is optimistic to believe this is the start of something long or extended right i understand but you can't hedge all your bets you know you have to act a little bit like you've been there like you're expecting to come back yeah i get that and i and again i don't have any problem really if if stuff is being changed if it's being changed for a reason but if stuff's getting changed just because they're unfamiliar with the source material i think that's a problem so even though i get it it's an origin story and i got no problem with henry golding as an actor and glad they could grab somebody a-ish list at least right now for the gi joe franchise man if they're taking the masked mute character and introducing him to the wild you know to joe average movie viewer without the mask and have him talking Seems kind of risky. Yeah. Origin. Origin. What if it was half the movie unmasked, then an accident, then masked for the rest of the movie? Yeah, if you if you were having him the payoff of, of the third act, mm -hmm. the snake eyes as we know him. Yeah. You know. The ninja part and the commando part are both cool. But what made Snake Eyes stand out was the all-black hero, the hero in all-black, Matt, who didn't talk. That's what made him different. So, you know, I'd like to see some of that and not just the, the black outfit. I mean, what if they put him in orange? Because it's an origin story. Is that cool? Then it'll be G.I. Joe Origins Mega Marines. Right? Yeah, but, <laughs> Snake Eyes 93. That's right.
But like, yeah, if they, there's no mask on him and he talks, you know, well, what if they have him in, I don't know, chartreuse or maroon or, you know, what if he, what if he hasn't gotten into his, his dark period yet? Right. Is that okay too? Like fighting his arch nemesis lobotomax. <laughs> right. I just wonder how much you can strip away from what made the character resonate. How much is banking on that, even in an origin story? That I'm a little nervous about that. And there we go. First news point, which we figured out last night, would be eh, not too much discussion there. Lots of discussion. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I rambled. <laughs> Chest cut. Chest cut. Next news item. And this qualifies as old news. IDW suspended publications in the wake of COVID-19. In the wake of Diamond Comics distribution shutting down operations at the end of March, IDW has given their contracted talent the Pencils Down order, including G.I. Joe, Real American Hero writer Larry Hama, and G.I. Joe writer Paul Aller, both of whom confirm this on social media. Diamond has not given a date when they will resume operations, which affected books scheduled to ship April 1 and later. Speculation is rampant in the comic community that Diamond, which was rumored to be losing money before the COVID-19 outbreak, may not emerge from this shutdown. Market leader Marvel Comics has remained quiet on their post-quarantine plans. DC revealed last week that they would be shipping books scheduled April 28th. So that's uh, not next Wednesday, but a week from this coming Wednesday. Uh, We're recording this on the 19th. So very soon, if you're listening to this right as it comes out, we'll see how that works out. Rob covers this in a bit more detail in Rack Time 14, which is available on our Podbean feed. And I imagine he'll be covering some more as we get more details on what the heck DC Comics is doing. How's DC going to ship books if comic stores aren't open? That's the part of it I was wondering about. Like, I, I kind of like the idea that, they, that they're like, yeah, people still want their comics, because we do. But are you going to Virginia, to your favorite comic shop, to, to buy Detective Comics for $5,000, $3.99? Nope. Maybe nope. They'll, they'll, they'll send me a, a baggie. Right. Joe's comic shop is in Maryland, because I cleaned it out when I went to visit last year. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Or they might just leave a bag on my door with a bunch of comics. I mean, we really don't know the numbers of digital versus print comics, but I, I kind of like the DC is saying, you know what, we don't we don't need them, and we can keep we can keep rolling. But it seems like a an idea that's fraught with problems. Yeah, I like the spirit, but logistically, I got questions. I yeah, got I don't questions. I don't assume I know more than they do, but wow, seems like there's a lot of uh, unchecked boxes there. We'll know very quickly. Next news item. Do, 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 do. I thought we dumped on this a minute ago, but we're back to the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins news dump. Uh, despite movie studio release schedules being very fluid in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, Paramount announced that as of right now, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins is still planned for theater release on October 23rd. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Unless New Mutants gets dropped on it on October 23. 
it it's either a show of great support or a show of no support. And I haven't figured out which one. I have to map it out and see what's moved where. When I first looked at it, I, I was looking to see if Black Widow or something that would hit the same kind of fan base had dropped near it. And it seemed like October 23rd was still safe. But yeah, you know, mo- make, mo- most make, of the stuff make, that's make moved no mis- got moved to next no- year because that was the, those were the earliest dates they had open. I mean, make no mistake. Something big dropping near October 23rd is the nightmare scenario for Paramount and G.I. Joe. A film getting pushed out when retail product is already in the distribution center or on shelves is the crushing blow that this whole brand got dealt with retaliation. Yeah, we've been here before. We have, and then never recovered, really. And maybe we'll have the opportunity to get Robert Schwentke on, and I could make a terrible joke about pushing his movie off to him, too. <laughs> maybe we can pull that one off. I'll get the rare double play. Right? And then we'll put it together in a big promo. That's right. We'll do a montage. We'll have, Lion- interpretive dance. We'll have Lionel Richie playing in the background. I had a like usual. I had an awesome dream. Say you, say me. That's going to happen. Have Barishnikov dancing. It'll be hot. <laughs> Next news item. Veda, Vada, V-A-D-A, that company, is to produce a miniature die-cast set of G.I. Joe figurines. Veda Toys posted a photo of six G.I. Joe die-cast micro figurines on March 30. The photo showed Duke, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Baroness Destro, and Storm Shadow in their classic mid-80s gear. It is not known how these figurines will be sold, but it is speculated they will be available in a multi-pack. Joe Colton, you in? I want to see what they look like first. I believe you can see that on their Twitter. I'm sorry, not Twitter. Their Instagram account. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. Okay. Yeah, I think, I not to speak for Joe, but I think what she meant was, I want to see if they possibly look this bad. <laughs> <laughs> Honcho is harsh today. I'm so, sorry. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth there, Joe, but that's the hesitation I hear in your voice. I don't know how to say it politely. Obviously. Which of you They're upset the Honcho? They're kind of hideous. They look terrible. Why have you angered the honcho? They look awful. Now, look, who knows? You know, actual actual product may vary, right? But usually that means the images you released are the best possible, right? They're, they're touched up by hand by real talented artists. And if the mass-produced figure you get ain't quite as sharp, deal with it. Well, oh. hold on. Let me, hear me out. What if they are gauging the they're so ugly, they're cute, and you want them approach? I tried that in high school. Doesn't work. <laughs> Does not work. Hey, it got you to I prom. Just, uh, no, not not really, but, but cool. Um, <laughs> I don't wish them poorly. I don't wish any anything that touches the Joe brand poorly, but... 
this cannot be best foot forward, right? It can't. Maybe IBM, depending on price and availability and, and whatnot, but not if they look like garbage. And the, these images are crazy sloppy. Maybe they should have spent five more minutes on it. Yeah. If I'd have got this from the photo department or the art department, I would have said, is there any way we could make them a little blurrier? Because <laughs> these look like garbage. A little Vaseline on that lens like they do back right. down in Van Nuys. Yeah, it looks fisheye, right? It'll look funky. Look like a Buster Rhymes video, and maybe someone will buy it. Oh, my God. Look, I'm not anti this product. I'm not anti-beta toys. Anybody who wants to be part of the Joe brand is great for the brand. But, yeah, I, I was surprised at how limited these images were. They just looked sloppy to it, me. It's a much taller order than the vehicles, isn't it? Doing the figures. Maybe they're a lot smaller. You know, if they're really tiny, maybe you can't tell. Mm. Anyways, next news item. That's my favorite do to do ever. <laughs> it had a pause in it. The oh. So I was talking, and I realized I was on mute, of and course. I was like. Oh, these are next news items. So I like, oh, oh, oh okay. Oh. Clearly I'm on mute. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much if the oh, uh, uh, was on the front end. The fact that it was after one dude is what made it tremendous. <laughs> dude, oh, uh, uh, dude, 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 We're about to set our our house on fire one more time because old cat mike's been talking to the unnamed sources again oh the unnamed and sources. what do they have to say for themselves this time name your source mike we are trying to discuss the contents of gi joe classified wave two and several independent anonymous sources have confirmed that part of the lineup for Wave 2 of the upcoming classified line will be... Gung-Ho and Cobra Commander. Huh. Along with other entries that could not be confirmed. Uh, there will also be a fan retailer exclusive Destro repaint commemorate a famous variant of that character that was originally released in 1997 hint 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 fan retailers are thought to be the likes of non-big box retailers and include GameStop Big Bad Toy Store and other out online outlets and perhaps even independent toy stores that have Hasbro accounts but enough of the retailer exclusive again mainline according to see I got four different takes on this one Gung Ho what and their, Cobra what Commander are, their names? are in. What are their names, Mike? They are IP Freely. <laughs> Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts. <laughs> Hugh Jackman? No. Huge Ass. There you go. And Mark Weber. There you go. I don't trust that last one. <laughs> He's shady. No, Mark Mark Weber is not one of my sources. No. No. As we know, these sources are anonymous because they stand to be damaged by 
Hasbro finding out that they were talking about these releases in advance. So, again, grain of of salt. We're not putting all our eggs in this basket either, but we are hearing this from a number of different sources that have nothing to gain by lying to us. They have all confirmed their results independently of one another. So take it with with whatever, however much salt you want to, Gung-Ho and Cobra Commander and others. And these anonymous sources continue to give you information because you don't out them publicly? Is that how it works? I'd like to think so. I just want to figure out how that works. It's hard for some people. Yeah. Yeah, because really all the information we got for the same folks on the last wave, all correct. Take from it what you will, folks. So sources aside, I mean, this is pretty good news, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Cobra Commander. Obviously, they're going to get to Cobra Commander. That's that's a huge hole. Uh, if you don't do Cobra Commander early in your collectible run of six-inch figures, so yeah, we knew he was coming. Gung Ho's nice. Obviously, we've been expecting him because he's all over the the art that's been released to this point. I think it's a character that's really been in desperate need of an update for some time now. And I'm pretty excited to see what they do for Gung Ho. He's going to have a big ass laser blaster. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, he'll it'll it'll shoot bullets, but it'll still be a blaster. Gigantic. I could see him having think... one of those rotating multi grenade launcher things. That'd be kind of cool. I could see that. I, the one thing I think is really interesting about this line, you know, wave two is this wave two post movie because we have to assume there's a movie line, right? Yes. Yeah. So a wave two, if the yeah, movie's in October, figure product on shelf a couple weeks before. I can't imagine they're going to squeeze a wave two in after movie product, but before Christmas. So the hope here is that wave two is actually wave one of 2021, which would say that Joe is retaining its footprint at mass retail. I mean, that's the hope. And that's the big question is, yeah, they'll carry movie product, obviously. And the wave one shipper box that we've seen said, don't display before June 1st. Mm -hmm. So that June 1 date that that had been bandied about was obviously legit. So Mm -hmm. does wave two really mean Joe's for 2021 and moving forward? I mean, we all hope so, but to have some confirmation of a lineup in wave two is really, really good news. Yeah. And there were all kinds of other reports that we couldn't necessarily corroborate. So we're going to hold off on that. I am still working on those. So the more more I get to find out, the more we get to find out, the more you guys will find out. Everybody knows why I'm fishing for, for info. So, An interesting thing here is I, the way it should have worked, the way it used to work, not to play old Hasbro guy, but I'm good at it, everything would have been based off what's the movie doing? What does the movie need? And so that's why seeing Scarlet in Wave 1 makes me pretty certain there won't be a Scarlet in the movie lineup stands to reason if it's an origin movie and he does his ninja stuff first before joining the Joe team, that Scarlet may not have a big presence in the movie. And also to get through wave one and prospectively wave two with no Baroness, 
makes you think that there could be a movie Baroness in that movie line. Because mm. we know there's the Baroness plays a part in the film. Yeah. So and but the other big big read out of that, which is maybe a stretch, but if Cobra Commander is in the first post movie wave, there may not be any Cobra Commander or Cobra at all outside of the Baroness in the movie. Yeah, which again, origin story. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's right, wrong, good or bad, but certainly seems likely, at least reading these tea leaves. Joe Colton, any thoughts? I don't know. You just excited for the Baroness figure? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I wonder, is there any chance this is a question for, for Mark, that they would do a one point five? Instead of a wave one and wave two, like a wave one point five. Uh, to release when? Like it's possible. It just depends on on you know what itch does that scratch. The December January like. I mean, it's possible, but the the planogram reset is always January one, so that's okay. almost always when they want new stuff out. And because in a normal year, shells are so jammed come fourth quarter mm-hmm. that. It's hard to put get stuff in there, and on some level, because you know parents and grandparents are sometimes just grabbing whatever's there. Yeah. Sometimes it's a waste to put newness out that late in the year. Okay. It's just going to sell anyway. So especially if there's tooling involved, you might want to save that for January for when the you know you want to pull the collectors in, and and sometimes that early January stuff sells really well because you know unless your relatives and friends don't like you. You usually got some cash come January one, right? Mm-hmm. So that leads into that that January one New Year reset. The one thing I I wondered about this wave one because five <laughs> seemed like an odd number for a lineup. So that they had only five in wave one. I wondered if there was a troop builder as the sixth unnamed part that would ship in a a kind of one point five wave that would hit the planogram reset, which is 8-1. So there would be a new case pack heavy on, say, a Cobra Trooper that would hit on 8-1 to feed until movie stuff comes out because they have to preserve whatever stripe Joe gets at Target and Walmart. They want to preserve that all the way up till movie, and they certainly aren't going to be putting movie product out on 8-1 for a movie that releases 10-23. No. So I, I wondered if there was a sixth figure ad. And again, that's all experience and speculation, but there's been no inkling of that. It just seems really odd to me that you would put out a wave one and not have a troop builder in it. If you're lucky enough to have a figure that dedicated collectors will buy three, four, five, 110 of, why you would not include it in a lineup seems like bad planning. Yep. Okay. Well, they're not putting out a two-person wave or two-character wave, so I'm sure there will be more names attached to that as we get closer to release dates, and you know, I'm sure pre-orders will happen on Hasbro Pulse well before we get too uh, too far into the summer months. Next news item. Do, 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 do. <laughs> a few details on the upcoming Walmart G.I. Joe Retro line. 
A list of Walmart SKUs found online has revealed listings for the upcoming retro, presumably 118th scale G.I. Joe toy line. Listings for, quote, retro vehicle Cobra Hiss and, quote, retro vehicle Awestriker show for $26.82 U.S. per unit, in addition to figure listings at $12.93 U.S. per unit. It is not known which characters will be included in this line or how many figures the 1293 price point unit contains, although judging by the cost of similar Hasbro products, i.e. Star Wars figures, it's probably just going to be one figure for your 13 bucks. Joe Colton, your thoughts on the opportunity to collect yet another Striker and yet another His Tank? I'm kind of curious to see what that His Tank's going to look like. Why is that? If they're just re-releasing an original, if they're making it a different color, I don't know. It's a repaint. Yeah, I don't know. I want to. I want to see what a His Tank, what the His Tank was, looks like. Oh, can't talk. The price is not bad. Regardless, I am curious to see what figures they're going to be putting at Walmart and how much detail they will have. I'm curious, too. I, I, I'll i hold my thoughts. Mark, your thoughts on the Walmart exclusive GI Joe I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised to see Hiss and Striker. I don't know how well known it is, but there's just not much tooling left of the vintage vehicles. And by vintage, I mean all the way up to 94. Like, there just isn't much. Mm -hmm. So they really don't have much to choose from. So the His Tank is an obvious pick and, and maybe the right one, depending on what's available. I just feel like the Ostriker's been done to death. And it, I, I always thought it was an okay vehicle, but not a fantastic vehicle. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of been done to death. I'd actually be more excited for a vamp, just because I never got tired of the vamp. But I think Joe makes a really interesting point of if the pitch is we really want to go after the dedicated collectors, the guys and gals that have been with us all these years. So we're going to put out a vintage hiss. Well, I mean, if it's all black with the 788 on the side of it, if it's exactly what we used to get, eh, I don't know that it's going to push that collector button like they maybe think. I think you need to change it up a little bit and may and maybe they will. The the interesting question that's not answered among from this listing, if a single figure is thirteen bucks, but a his tank or an awe striker is twenty-seven, there's no way they come with a driver, right? No. Or if they Has do, it's it's a real chintzy one. Yeah, like the five points of articulation drivers. The the fans will love that. <laughs> Straight arms. You're looking at a Jeep or a Hiss with no driver. Eh. All right. Well, so I'm glad we're getting them. Cool. And 13 bucks. You know what? If the figures look good, I think the, I think the fan base will pay for it. It's sure. just, it's a nostalgia play. It's right for the collectors that haven't had much to spend money on. And depending on what is or isn't available in the movie line, it might be your only three and three quarter or four inch figure that you're available to get. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with it. I, I think it's cool. I think it's it's a good idea that it's limited to one retailer. It'd just be interesting to see what the figures are and how good they look. 13 bucks is fine as long as that figure looks dynamite. I can't have a cheap $13 figure. That's not going to work. Yeah, if it's even close to the quality that we're used to in a G.I. Joe toy, then we're okay uh, yeah. for $13. And on today's market, sure. Yeah, and done appropriately. This should be aimed at dedicated collectors with the idea that dad picks it up and the kid goes, dad, what's that? Or mom, what's that? 
or that a kid who loves the movie, which is what hopefully the movie will do, sees this stuff at Walmart too and goes, mom, can I have this? Uh, my worry is this is just a throwaway. That eh, mm -hmm. the, fans, the fans will buy it. It better look good, especially if it's the only four-inch product that's coming out. And my worry is if we were getting four-inch movie product, they should have confirmed that at Toy Fair, and they didn't. Yeah, that seems like a, a missed opportunity to get the word out, get some excitement up. Or something you don't even want to touch if you know you're not going to provide it, which is what we got. Mm -hmm. So, What we don't want to hear, though, is kids at Walmart saying, Mom, why is that crazy woman in the Scarlet costume fighting everyone for the G.I. Joes? Let's try and avoid that this time, Joe Colt. She just punched that guy in the throat. I don't know why you keep bringing that incident up. I thought we discussed it. It is a matter of public record in the District of Columbia. With no statute of limitations. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no, no, fans. Joe does not go off committing random assaults in toy stores. It doesn't doesn't happen. No, they're usually targeted and well-planned. Yes. And certainly, I have been known to pick up a child and toss him. F generally, into far, far away from electronic security. Into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, anybody have any any other thoughts? Any? What's our guess? Who's in this retro line? Give me give me three names, Mark Weber. Oh, I mean Duke, <laughs> Cobra Commander. Snake Eyes, Baroness, Destro, Storm Shadow. I'm taking all the easy ones. Boo. No, no, it's it's the Veda Toys lineup. Joe Colton, give me three slightly more oddball names. Oh my God. Uh, Lady J, Zartan. Well, never happened. Uh, <laughs> Stalker. Yeah. And Mercer. No. Uh. uh Beachhead. God. <laughs> if, it, if it's a retro beachhead, does it come with an already broken crotch? Yes. <laughs> Pre-broken. It's the new pre-lost. I didn't realize it until, you know, monitoring uh, some of the Joe auctions online in the uh, Facebook group, like looking for good quality legs to put on guys like Backstop who have banana pants. Mm -hmm. And Beachhead's, you know, he's got some good-looking, actual military-looking camo legs there. And I'm like, every one is like busted crotch, busted crotch, busted crotch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Beachhead fans are like, well, you're, yours would bust, too, if you were packing that much down there. But... <laughs> it's a third of a century of hard-working American plastic. Anyway. I don't know, man. DJ doesn't seem to have that problem. He does not. No, DJ seems to be pristine. Ice cream soldier. Maybe it's because nobody played with those <laughs> those guys. They're still uh, at the Walmart in Arkansas with Crystal Ball. Right? Or they're, or they're left in headquarters, right? They're the guys, you know, sitting at the computers. Yeah. When the, the, when the away team of Cool Joes is actually out getting work done. Or the at best, the passenger seat in the general. Yeah. <laughs> Does the general have a passenger seat? I don't even know. Two sides to it, I think. Uh, yeah, but sure. Okay. 
Major Storm always seemed like kind of a jackass who probably wanted that whole cockpit, right, for yeah, his space. Probably. Needed that whole cockpit for that giant helmet. I think he's got a button-up shirt under his vest, right? If that doesn't read, you know, prick. I don't know. <laughs> he was interesting enough for the club to throw one out on him, so. I, li- I like it. Hey, m- most vehicle drivers aren't that interesting, right? Especially later in the run. Right. I think he's a good figure, except for the, I don't like the helmet. But besides that, I think yeah. I, I like him. His hair is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Another ginger stallion. You no, know, he's just got this like Steve Harrington quaffed wave thing going on, which is hard to pull off in plastic. So yeah. fair enough. Major Storm, salute. Oh, my God, that's the news. We'd like to take a moment to thank our fine sponsors. AVAX Lab, for high-quality custom heads, weapons, vehicles, and parts for your G.I. Joe figures, head to avaxlab.com. It's a great place to get a little head. Roma Collectibles, the official Vagabond Hobo retailer of What's on Joe Mind. Check out romacollectibles.com for their convention schedule. Roma Collectibles is an official retailer for Boss Fight Studio. The Finest. The Finest is the largest G.I. Joe cosplay organization in the U.S., and is regularly represented by our own Joe Colton. The Finest has raised over $70,000 for various military assistance organizations. Find out more and pick up some G.I. Joe cosplay tips and guidelines at thefinestcc.com. 3djoes.com, the online home of our own Carson Metaxas, 3djoes.com offers an in-depth look at G.I. Joe from 1982 to 1994. Check out figures, artwork, books, and more at 3djoes.com. All the cool stuff. The official brick and mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the UK. All the cool stuff has a huge selection of GI Joe, Action Force, Transformers, Lego, and more. Check them out in Fording Bridge or at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. Kokomo Toys, the official brick and mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the US. Kokomo Toys is your source for GI Joe, Funko Pops, Marvel Legends, Boss Fight Studio, and more. Visit their mega store in Kokomo, Indiana, one hour north of Indianapolis, and online at kokomotoys.com. Normally, we have post-sock here, but we didn't even put out the call for post-sock letters this time. We knew this was going to be a short episode. No big deal. Post-sock will be back next time, provided any of you lazy bastards write us some letters. You can always reach us at whatsonjoemind at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at what's on Joe Mind, on Twitter at WOJM Podcast, or on Facebook on our self-titled What's on Joe Mind name. Ask us anything. We'll we'll answer it. Might not answer it well, but we'll answer it. That was a dangerous thing to say. Let's see what happens now. Love it. That's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. There we go. That's the line. It's gonna be amazing. Can't wait to see that on the Ocho. I know, that's that's going to be a Joe Colton nightmare right there. Yep. But we are going to do a quick round of what we got in. What we got in when we humble brag about the crap we've accumulated since the last episode. 
Joe Colton, what you got in? I know you got stuff in. Yes. So I got a Dragonski. Do a quick recap of your, your October guard hunt for folks who may be joining us for the first time. So I was, oh boy. Uh, quick like recap. Like the whole process or just what I'm missing? Just quick recap. Two-second synopsis. Sum it up in two sentences. Why are you uh, going after uh, the dra- the October guard pack? Because I wanted the concept and I did not have it anymore. Time! Mm. <laughs> Underwhelming, but go on. <laughs> so I I have, uh, or I had, big news, I had one figure left to get in the concept, but I picked up a Dragonski, and then I got in touch with noted author James Cavanaugh Jr., and I got my Voltar, which was ah. the last figure in the concept that I needed, and I've completed the concept. Now we're talking. Well done. So, thank you. It only took two years. <laughs> right? But yeah. almost without argument, right? Best yes. concept ever. Yes. So Hands good. Down. And Dragonsky's my favorite October Guardsman, so... It's probably why it took why he was the last October Guardsman to fall, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta imagine they're crazy expensive. They are not. No. No. Weber's gonna army build them. Well, the last one I got was fifty bucks. So. That's that's, that's not terrible. Yeah, that's not bad for any of those. Figure? Considering how expensive concepts were on the way in. Yeah. Right? That markup is, you know, people go, yeah, 50 bucks for one figure. You're like, yeah, well, if you break it down, (laughs) you know, it was a $30 figure to start with. So Mm -hmm. that's a big win, Joe. Good for you. Thank you. And then I also picked up a Collector's Club FSS Big Bear, which I did not have and was not part of the concept. So I picked him up on Friday. So I'm waiting for him to get delivered. Well done. And then I went a little Joe crazy this weekend. Then I picked up female Cobra Troopers, uh, the three pack, picked up one of those. And I have another one in my cart because I want to army build the females. (laughs) And then. Go figure. They make boy soldiers too. I know. I have enough of those. Just saying. And then I picked up two Star Trek things. One was an original costume sewing pattern for the cadet uniform in Wrath of Khan. And then the other one was a Attack Wing Deep Space Nine player piece, which is, it's, it's a bigger piece, so it's like a foot by a foot. And then I also picked up a Mythic Legion's Shadow Elf Ranger figure which is really cool. I have a quick question. Yes. There's a Star Trek now? Star Trek Attack Wing. Sorry. Like it's it's not just it's not just Star Wars. Now there's Star Trek. I'm going to punch you. Hi-o! <laughs> right in the throat. Right. It's not a problem. As long as you don't have like original Picard artwork on your walls, you're probably okay. Maybe. Mark Weber, what'd you get in? You know what? I dropped a little bit of coin on a uh, accessory, which is always hard to do because they're small and come on. 
but I had been missing one of the control arms for the second payload figure. They go to his like big spaceman backpack forever. And the guy had it up in an auction. It only cost 15 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? Just to cross it off the list, I am in. Do it. So I, right? I so I and man, it was just to get that, you know, it's it's not like heavy metals mic or fireflies phone or it's not impossible to get, but it's hard to find and certainly on its own. And payload's expensive as a, a complete or mostly complete figure. So to to just drop fifteen bucks on that arm. And I mean, the thing is an, an inch long and the guy packed it in bubble wrap in a box. <laughs> so it, he gave it its proper respect. So I was pretty happy about that. That's good. And then two, just Joe, uh, completely average, no accessories, no file card, no nothing. And that's fine. Cause I only need the heads for possible future lazy bastard custom theater, but I'll need somebody with artistic help here. Top side and wind chill. Like two Joes that are eh, not not any great uh, repute or anything, but they're one of the guys that they made where they just painted the entire head with yellow paint. So it's normal flesh tone and then beard, mustache, eyebrows, eyes are all painted yellow and it looks terrible. So these are a couple <laughs> guys I have lo I would love to get fixed with actual pupils. Because mustard-colored eyes just looks terrible and looks lazy. So I'm going to enlist the help of somebody out there with actual, you know, painting ability to fix these two heads and make these shows look better. Yeah. And uh, while I'm on the topic, kudos to Topside for, I think, being the only Joe with a drawstring belt <laughs> that's bright yellow, bright yellow, so he's not ashamed of it at all. <laughs> But you know how they say when you wear sweatpants outside, you've pretty much given up? Yep. I think that's topside. Well, he, he does have the piss eye. Yeah. I, it, I, that really bothers me. It's so Because a lot of Joe figures don't have that, right? Like all the way back to Hawk and Short Fuse, like even when they were cutting paint apps like crazy on the original line, they knew you couldn't just stamp the head yellow. And give the guy yellow eyes. It looks creepy. Yeah. So I I want to get those guys fixed. And they I guess they won't count for LBC because they actually will have taken artistic talent to pull off. <laughs> but I think my end goal is I want to get enough of these guys fixed and changed and altered and just touched up so I can do a group shot, right? Of look at the look at all these guys. And they won't look that weird, but if you look closely, you'll be like, hey, Topside doesn't look like a mustard zombie anymore. That's uh, what happens when you get the piss eye. I guess. <laughs> We're going to try and make that a thing. You can't just make it a thing because you want it to be. I can I can do that. I've done that before. It's, it's not like a dime box of C-Nugs. Oh. It's not a dime box, C-Nugs, or plug the damn show, or noted author. It's not, it's not like any of those things. <laughs> Look, if I got in my dime box of C-Nugs and my brutal chest cut line, it should have been a good day at the office. There you go, man. There you go. Webb's batting a thousand. Plus, I debuted my beachhead, so that's not bad. Lava bears! <laughs> That's the shake my head at both of you. 
There's nothing else to do, so might as well. That is a, an appropriate response. You got anything else, Mark? Uh, just need an airwave now to fix his zombie eyes. So if you're out there and you have a spare airwave head laying around, <laughs> I'm just sure, send it to the honcho. I'm sure that's a and, long list of fans with spare right? airwave heads laying around. Surely somebody has a whole batch of broken Sky Patrol things. They can flip me an airwave head. So you know where to find me. That's right. Everybody knows what I got since the last episode. I, I put it on Instagram. Finally got to add a couple of the troops to Beach Party 86. Mm-hmm. Number 10 is a kind of broken down guy. He's got the trademark Mark Weber busted crotch. He's got almost free swinging arms. His head's a little discolored. He's got his backpack at least. But he was a gift. So he gets to... Join the ranks of Beach Party 86. Thank you to listener Jonathan Robinson, who sent that in out of the kindness of his own heart for little more payment than just having his name spoken on the show. But thank you again, Jonathan. It really does mean an awful lot to me. And then number 11 came from an eBay purchase where I'm pretty sure some guy was letting a a super nice... 86 beachhead go he is complete he is pretty well the exact opposite of broken down from a a seller called double play cards one and that is a representative of double play sports cards and collectibles also known as jason l albritz of somewhere north of here missouri but awesome figure i don't think i've ever taken somebody to the cleaners on shipping before like, I got charged $3.50 for shipping, and this thing was double bubble-wrapped. Each individual piece was bubble-wrapped and taped so that it would stay in the bubble wrap. The gun, the ammo pack, the backpack, and the figure. Each individually bubble-wrapped and then put together in a big piece of bubble wrap with more packing around the side of it. Clearly, this was an effort worth far more than $3.49. It's the first time I've ever felt guilty about paying not too much for shipping. Anything less, he just showed up with a busted crotch. For real. It's like glass. It's almost as bad as gridiron. I'm glad he packed his junk so securely. That's right. On tiny pillows of bubble bubble wrap air. But that's what I got in. I don't I don't do a lot of shopping. I'm still going to work all the time, so I don't get out much besides that. I haven't been stopped by the cops yet. I haven't been fined five thousand dollars. I'm not pushing my luck. I wouldn't. Heck no. Even though I don't think that's a thing around St. Louis and I don't go to the Illinois side for any reason. So there's no reason that I would get that fine. But there you go. Anyhow, that's what we got in. That brings oh. us to, I'm sorry, Joe Colton, late entry. I, I, I forgot. I, I bought a uh, 30 by 30 art piece of the daughter from the Picard show. Okay. So you have Picard art hanging on your wall? I do. You said it, and I was like, wait, I did get a Picard art piece. <sighs> it's like I knew it ahead of time. A it's week. like. It's like you knew. 
like a week. saw a picture of it. Yeah, it's like I knew it a week ahead of time before the show even posted. So creepy. <laughs> it's a nice picture. Thank you. You're you're on the ball today, Mark Weber. And right? Joe Joe Colton is just clearly not. No, That's but it, a thousand. it means I'm using all my material today and the rest of the week's gonna suck. <laughs> Well, that is what you're known for, after all. Yeah, pretty much. That guy sucks. I like to announce my presence with authority. <laughs> but that brings us to shout-out. Joe Colton, who you got for shout-outs? This week, I am giving a shout out to the men and women on the front lines, whether it's emergency managers or doctors and nurses, any EMS guys out there, be safe. And thank you for all you do. All right. Well spoken, Joe Colton. Good job. Thank you. Mark Weber, shout out. I mean, it's kind of the standard, but our pal Bobby Fowler and anybody else who had the foresight to create uh, legitimate military six-inch scale weapons in case you want to dress up your upcoming Joes a little less futuristically. The products that are out there are outstanding, so shout out to them. And then following along with what Joe said, I read a post this week that I really liked that said, you know, when we get out of all this, hopefully in a couple months, I hope that we remember the people who kind of kept our world spinning. Right. The guys and gals that maybe you don't think of that often, but the, you know, I was taking out, God, for like five bins full of recycling last Tuesday. I thought, you know, it'd really be something if the recycling truck just stopped coming, <laughs> how much of a problem that would be for every house on this street. So I like the idea that, that, that maybe on the, on the far end of this, on the, on the outside of this tunnel, Maybe we uh, we give a little more respect and a little more love to the kinds of professions that aren't always held in the highest esteem. Yeah, and I will echo that in my shout-outs. As somebody who used to tread the halls at any number of retailers, in management no less. So, yeah, when, when exactly did Mike go crazy? Well, there's an idea. But I can only imagine. I've I've left that world behind. Uh, my back is happy about that, but seriously, next time I hear a joke about somebody who has to work at Walmart or who has to work at McDonald's, the person making that joke is going to get hit because those people are out there. They are putting themselves in harm's way to do these supposedly menial tasks, which have had been put under a microscope and absolutely shown how important they are. It's not just retailers, it's it's restaurants and grocery stores, uh, delivery drivers. Suddenly everybody's favorite side hustle is keeping the economy going. I mean, it's just, this is a messed up world we're in right now. These are times that we are going to tell our kids and grandkids about. So let's all take at least a few minutes here in the next few days and reflect on that. Uh, I know we all have things to stress out about. Not everybody has the luxury of, of being paid to work from home. There's lots of folks who are out of work, who have no income coming in, whose disastrously inadequate aid package is already spent and gone. 
there's real problems going out there. But let's all take a few minutes and recognize the importance of everybody who's still brave enough to get out there and really get on the front lines. It's a strange world we live in, a strange world. But that does bring us to the special announcements here at the end of the program. We're taking the opportunity of the ninth anniversary Arbor Day Fandango to announce the What's on Joe Mind virtual JoeCon. That's right. We've already been busy recording some material. Uh, we are going to be pushing out episodes as the virtual JoeCon, the What's on Joe Mind virtual JoeCon. All through the first week of May, we're going to start on Monday, May 4th, and go for six days. So one episode per day, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. We are loaded down with guest stars and guest panelists. Uh, to give you an idea, Paul Aller will be joining us. Arun Singh will be joining us. Uh, the guys from the File Card Podcast will be here. Uh, Joe Slepsky from the Joe on Joe Podcast will be here. Terry Desard will be here from yojo.com and a few other special guests that we'll just let be a surprise. You saw last week we posted that we were doing a giveaway and there will be more details revealed on exactly what we're giving away and how we're giving it away in coming days. I know that's kind of a dirty trick, but we want to make sure we get all your entries in before we actually record the show where we give the prize away. This, of course, will be absolutely free. We don't put content behind paywalls. We're certainly not going to start now at a time when money is potentially very tight for a lot of our listeners. But we are also starting today on Saturday, April 25th, launching our What's on Joe Mind virtual JoeCon donation page. And you can help us in supporting the World Central Kitchen uh, donations will be accepted through May 10th, so that is all the way through the virtual JoeCon, the end of that weekend. Uh, May 10th would be the Sunday. Uh, the first day we're not doing a new episode will be the last day that we're accepting donations. Uh, we have put up a goal of $2,000 to raise between now and then. World Central Kitchen is, from their own website, making sure there is always a warm meal, an encouraging word, and a helping hand in hard times. To date, World Central Kitchen has served more than 16 million fresh-cooked meals to communities in the aftermath of both natural and man-made disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, wildfires, refugees, crises, and more. Your support will directly provide hot, nutritious meals to those who need them the most. We are talking first responders. We are talking children who would ordinarily be getting their hot meal at school. So this is a big deal for us. Uh, like I said, we're in, in a situation that we'll be telling our kids and grandkids about, even if they're living through it now with us. They don't quite understand the enormity of what is going on in the world. They just think they're stuck playing in the yard for a few weeks. This is our chance as a program uh, to step in and make just a tiny bit of difference uh, to make things better for the folks who are out there fighting the fight that we've all talked about in our shout-outs. So please, again, starting today, make sure that you visit the page. The page is going to be donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe Mind, all one word. 
So donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe mind. Share it with everybody, not just your toy friends. Share it with everybody. None of this money is going to change our hands. We've set this up directly with the WCK. Uh, all the donations are going to go directly to them. So please help us pass our $2,000 goal before May 10th. And we'll do our best to keep everybody posted on the Facebook page and Twitter page. Uh, we're going to do our best. We'll, of course, we'll have new content that whole first full week of May with our panels. And uh, I hope uh, you guys have a lot of fun with it. We certainly are having a lot of fun putting it all together. But let's keep in mind, too, we're, we're doing it for charity. So come on board the What's on Joe Mind Virtual Joke on 2020. Seriously, let's hope that there's not a Virtual Joke on 2021. But <laughs> let's do our best to turn this into an event where we can, we can make some good happen. Again, the webpage to donate, donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe Mind. I like it. I think it's great. It's a great charity. I love that we're that we're raising funds. I like that we're doing something, right? We need people have more spare time than they're used to having right now. So a lot of people do anyway. So spend it with what's on Joe Mind and, and support a worthy cause. And that is, of course, my last shout out is to you guys and to Rack Time Rob, because you mentioned having a lot of free time. Um, I am taking an awful lot of that newfound free time from you. <laughs> I'm being a jerk about your new free time. No, it's no problem. It's like, you know, 9 to 11 after the kids go to bed when I normally can do whatever I want. <laughs> normally residing in Lazy Bastard Corner. But instead, recording segment after segment after segment. <laughs> yeah, my EverQuest Paladin is so neglected. <laughs> So please join us from now until the beginning of May. Uh, don't get sick of us until the middle of May. That's fine. You're allowed to be sick of us on May 11th. But not until then. For my co-hosts, Joe Colton, Mark Weber, this has been What's on Joe Mind, number 122, the ninth anniversary, Arbor Day Fandango. Happy birthday to us. Have a great night. Be sure to make tomorrow a better day. Support our charity drive, even if it's just a couple of bucks. And be kind to one another. That's right. Donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe Mind.
This thing can, in seven years, the show can drive. And in 12, it can drink. <laughs> I think the show drink started drinking a lot earlier than that. 